Welcome to One Shot, One Life, helping you win with money, people, faith, work, health, and your hopes and dreams. We help you stop worrying and start winning. I will not waste my life watching the world go by. I've only got one shot, one shot, one now, welcome your host, best-selling author, speaker, CEO, husband, and dad, Doug Fitzgerald. Well, welcome to the One Shot, One Life show. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald, broadcasting from our brand new One Shot, One Life studio, smack dab in the middle of the heartland of America, Lincoln, Nebraska. We're so glad that you're here. Thank you for joining us today. You know, each week, it's our deep-down desire to help people stop worrying and start winning in the areas of money, people, faith, work, health, and their hopes and dreams. And that's what we're passionate about. So each week we bring in experts in each of those areas who have proven steps, tips, um, secrets that can help us be successful in those areas. Plus, we also bring on people who have amazing and inspiring stories where they can take advantage of their whole life and, and encourage us to do the same thing. So we're really excited to be able to bring One Shot, One Life to you. And I'm always joined by my awesome, um, amazing team, including my partner in crime, Josh Floyd. So, Josh, thank you for producing the show. My executive producer, by the way. Which is it, partner in crime or executive producer? Both. I need to know what to put on my business. We just won't say criminal executive producer. (laughs) Then we'll be good. We'll be all right. So, (laughs) Well, Josh, this past week uh, was all about learning for you and me. Uh, Both personally and professionally, we had some major tweaks uh, that needed to be made with our studio to get it up and running to the top-notch quality level that we expect. And that meant a lot more time in preparing along with, you know, keeping a positive emotional and mental state of mind to keep things moving forward uh, while navigating all these bumps in the road, doing something new. And, um, you know, you personally have gone above and beyond Uh, over the last week with your time, with your energy, and with your effort. And I just want you to know I deeply appreciate that. That means so much to me. Thank you so much for saying that, of course. And truthfully, from an emotional standpoint, you were also kind of a counselor. I didn't have to pay you that way for for that much. But um, (laughs) just kind of keeping me calm, saying, Doug, we're going to get through this. So um, just thank you for doing that. And I also want to thank your wife, Crystal, because I know that she's sacrificing time away from you because you're committed to our message and our vision of what we're trying to do at One Shot, One Life. So, Crystal, thank you so much. We appreciate it, and hopefully uh, we'll be getting onto a regular routine schedule that's just going to continue to impact lives and um, just be easier for us all around. So thank you for doing that. Well, I'm really excited about today's show. Our guest uh, is, is just a dear friend of ours, a dear friend of the show, but she loves being able to help people identify and find careers in their lives where they can be successful, where they can enjoy it, uh, where they can really make a difference in the people's lives around them. She's a friend of the show. Her name is Chelly Phillips, and she'll be joining us in just a few minutes. Chelly is a career brand expert and um, award-winning author, and her passion, again, is just really helping people land that, that dream job where they can really bring, that brings joy to their life. Um, she even helped my son back in 2020 navigate the pandemic as he was graduating high, uh, college. Get this, Josh. He was graduating college and then was trying to get a job in that climate where nobody was really hiring at the time. So Chelly had worked with him uh, with great success. He landed a great job. He's been there, man, it's almost been like three years now uh, where he's been doing that job and actually progressing uh, there as well. Plus, he's also got a nationally um, uh, picked up podcast as well. So he's really taking advantage 
of the tips that Shelly has given him. Bottom line, she's helped uh, him land an amazing job, and she wants to be able to help all people around the country. Over the years, she's helped over 10,000 people uh, just develop amazing careers. And through all of that experience, this is the whole key here for today's show, she started to become extremely interested in learning how successful companies, employers, and employees develop a culture where everyone in those companies really appreciate the time that they spend together and the vision that they have for success in that in their business. Um, she spent a lot of time compiling info, uh, interviewing some amazing uh, business owners and leaders, and then she wrote it all down in her brand new book that's launching this weekend called Culture Secrets, Secrets Any Leader Can Use to Build a Value Culture. And it launches again worldwide this weekend. You can go to Amazon.com, find it anywhere. Fine books are sold, and we would love for you to get a copy in your hands. And here's the cool thing, Josh. You know, we're all leaders of some capacity. You know, in some way, whether we're a husband, a, you know, between you and I, a dad, um, co-workers, whatever it might be, at some leader, at some level, we are all leaders. Absolutely. Um, her book is not only just for business, I believe, because I've gone through it, but she has principles in there that just really override everything to help us wherever we are in life to lead better and to create a culture that really uh, provides success, security, and safety um, as we navigate through life. And so I just think that's great. That's so important right now because there's been such a shift from like when Dylan was trying really hard to find a really good job, and now fast forward on the other side of the pandemic, and they, you know, the, oh, I forget what it was called, the Great Resignation. Yes, I we're going to talk about that. Yeah, And, and I mean, culture is not just about... Like, I'm going to make sure that you get paid every payday. There is so much more to yep. it. And business owners really have to step up and create that culture, curate a really good place to work. So it's, uh, it's awesome. I'm excited to hear. And most don't do that. And that's the yeah. sad part because yeah. I've worked with companies and, and individuals where they're part of an organization that they don't like being there. <laughs> How miserable <laughs> yeah. is that? What are you spending? 40, 50, 60 hours a week in a place you don't like to be? Yeah. I mean, come and that's on. That's just how it's been for decades and decades. And so Chelly has seen that, and she's she's put together just an incredible book. So we're going to talk to her about that and all that she's doing in regards to helping people really identify from a leadership standpoint, how can I develop a culture that really can be successful and be a, 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 not, not that it's going to be 110% of fun, always exciting place to be, but at least you know you are making a difference and you're making an impact and you enjoy that process together. So we're excited to have Chelly on in just a couple of minutes. Well, we had a great show last week with financial expert and certified uh, financial planner, Michael Kraus. Man, we had a good discussion about that. He provided some great tips and wisdom on how to deal with the financial questions that a lot of people are having now with our economy because our inflation has just shot through the roof, but um, the, the, the wages that we're earning is not keeping up with that. So there's questions like this that he answered and provide tips to, like, how best do I adjust my spending and budget with the increase in prices with my everyday needs? Or what do I do if my income is falling behind spending and inflation? Um, another question, how do I handle debt during this time? You provided some great insight with that. Um, should I invest in the stock market right now? Everything's so questionable about that. What do I do with that? Another question people have is if I have some extra money, um, where should I put it now? Is my money safe in a bank 
or is there another place I can put it where I can earn, um, you know, extra income from it? So he provided answers to that, tips, along with a lot more as well. So if you didn't get a chance to tune into that show, Josh, how can people find us on the podcast? You can find us everywhere podcasts can be heard. Chances are there's already an app on your phone uh, that is devoted to podcasts and podcasts alone. We specifically recommend Apple Podcasts and Spotify for podcasts. Once you have a podcast downloading app, all you do is search one shot, all one word, one life, all one word. You'll find all of our past shows. And as our new shows come up, if you subscribe, uh, they will download automatically to your device. You can listen to us wherever, whenever. And we want you to do that along with giving us some thumbs up and some happy faces and some yeah. great response yeah, or whatever you want to do. I don't know whatever they, they do out there. Uh, most of them are stars, five stars. Yeah, give us a so stars. Give can, us five stars. Five, or more, it. if there's ability yeah. to do more. Leave a note about how amazing we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, I want to close out this first segment, then we want to get to Chelly. But I wanted to just touch upon a little bit, since we're going to talk about culture, um, to me, family culture is really important, and I think this kind of dovetails into what we're going to talk about today. But, you know, family culture really is a combination of your family's habits, traditions, purposes, uh, values, beliefs, and choices that you make. And it's often impacted by the experiences, obviously the personalities within your family. You know, if you have more than one person in your family, there's personalities and, and uh, also external influences as well. And because of that, no two families are the same. But uh, the question is, do you intentionally think about the culture of your family? Mm. Most people don't. Most families don't. And I was reading a blog earlier today uh, called The Moments at Home, and they shared why strong family culture is important. Um, They laid out this. You know, it literally lays the foundation upon which your kids will build their future. Um, Your family culture gives them a safe framework in an ever-changing world that can cause kids to feel very insecure. So it's a safe place to be. Also, uh, a strong and healthy family culture is what leads to generations coming together around the table and laughing together and building memories and learning from each other. Uh, And a strong family culture is what every parent, I believe, if you've got a kid, deep down inside, somewhere in there, you want to develop a culture uh, where your child um, feels safe uh, and, and, and successful in life, knowing what their purpose is within that family. And so... Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways that you can build and develop culture. Think about it. So I just want to throw out a few things, Josh. I want you to just chime in here. But sure. uh, here are some things I thought about uh, over the last couple of days. Um, number one, what are your values as a family? You know, my family sat down and done that. We spent specific time together um, talking about this. What do we want our values to be? How are we going to treat each other? What do we stand for? Uh, what does our family stand for in life? Um, how do you talk to each other? you know, appropriately. You know, we're not going to accept certain ways of talking or disrespecting each other. There's certain ways that we talk and and we interact with each other. Um, Do you sit down and plan your life and design your life? Like Tracy Morrow a few weeks ago shared with us, how do you design that life? Have you sat down and said, where do I want our family to be in one, five, 10 years? And what does that look like? Do you cheer each other on? You know, a lot of times families are, don't necessarily cheer each other on. And that's, I think that's a good question. Um, you make a decision to agree to disagree. Sometimes you're not always going to be perfect. Do you apologize when things go wrong or you did something wrong? Do you say, I'm sorry? Um, have you set up rules on how to argue? How about that one, Josh? (laughs) I, we went, my wife and I, Tammy, we went through counseling and what did we do? We had to set up rules of how are we going to argue together? And it's made a huge difference in the way that we communicate. Um, and then talking about another thing I was thinking about, have you intentionally designed and developed traditions in your family 
um, that bring people together. Maybe it's during the holidays. Maybe it's you're going to put puzzles together. Maybe you like going on walks together, fishing, whatever it might be. What are those traditions? Maybe it's a guy's trip on a weekend once a year or a gal's trip or a combo trip or date nights with your kids or date nights with your spouse. Whatever those traditions are, think about those things. And I think the final thing here I want to talk about is what are non-negotiables? What is non-negotiable in my family? Um, and, and we want to establish that together. Here's the key. The key to success in culture with your family is you have to communicate. You got to be intentional about communication. That's it. You got to be able to spend time together talking about um, what does this look like? And that's, I think, where a lot of us fail because we get so busy with our lives. Mm -hmm. And um, it gets hard at times to really sit down and say, all right, let's really be intentional. And it takes work. You know, it takes a commitment um, to do that. So I want to encourage everybody to think about that, um, encourage us all to think about what do we want our family cultures to be like. And speaking of culture, today's guest has really dug into the importance of developing a healthy culture in the workplace, both as an employee and an employer. Well, it's time for us to take our first break of the show. And when we come back, we'll be joined by career brand expert, award-winning author and speaker, Chelly Phillips, about her brand new book released this weekend called Culture Secrets. Plus, later on the show, she's going to be sharing with us her secret formula to enable you to build a culture of trust, collaboration, and understanding. Plus, wait, there's more. She's got free stuff for us, and she's going to reveal that in a nice segment. You don't want to miss it. You are listening to One Shot, One Life. only have one shot in this amazing one life helping you make every single day count this is one shot one life well welcome back to one shot one life i'm your host doug fitzgerald we want to thank all of our new affiliates and listeners joining us from amazing radio stations across the united states thank you so much for tuning in well today we're so excited to have award-winning author and career brand strategist chelly phillips with us Chelly has over 20 years of corporate experience along with 15 years experience of mentoring anyone looking to find their perfect job and career. Her books, online uh, strategic courses, personal coaching, and speaking engagements have also helped over 10,000 people in achieving their career priorities, including my son that I talked about in the first segment. Uh, this weekend, she launches her brand new book called Culture Secrets. Everybody should get a copy. As a matter of fact, it's so good. I'm getting it a copy for our staff here at One Shot, One Life, and we're going to be implementing those as well. Awesome. So go out and grab your copy as well. Uh, she's going to uh, share um, you know, her secret formula to help build a, a culture of success, trust, collaboration, understanding within your business as well. So, Chelly, welcome back to One Shot, One Life. Thanks for having me, Doug. It's always fun to be here with you. <laughs> well, you've been getting a taste of behind the scenes with the new show and the new studio, and we just appreciate your patience. And, and it's good to have you back because we've had you on a couple of times before. Every time you've been on, our listeners love the content that you provide because you're really giving them steps to help them succeed. So again, thank you for taking time out of your life and uh, joining us today and looking forward to hearing more about your book as well. So thank you. Hey, I'm looking forward to it. You know, the thing about work is that I think in the research that I just did for this this book that's coming out now is like we spend 90,000 hours of our life at work. Yeah. Wow. And so it plays such a big part of our life, you know, that anything that we can do to make that better, make it more enjoyable, make it something that we feel is a contribution or make it feel that it's in line with us as human beings, the, the better off that we're going to be. Yeah. I have a friend who for the last, I believe about 30 years, um, was in a toxic work environment. He hated 
going to work every single day. And it impacted his family, his kids, just because of attitude. And, and now finally he had the courage to step out and find a new job. And now he, he's in a job that he's been there for a few months now, and he just absolutely loves it. So you talk about 90 hours. Heck, uh, you know, if you're in a job that you don't like, this is the show for you. It's going to help you out. And if you're an employer, it's going to help you develop that culture to help the people around you enjoy what they're doing. So I'm excited to dig in. But before we do that, Shelly, would you, for our listeners who don't know who you are, share about your story and how you really got into this whole idea of helping people identify and land their dream jobs? Yeah, so my background, I really started in journalism and PR. And, you know, the thing that really struck me when, when I was doing that, that, that piece of my life was that all the stories that we have and what makes us each unique and what makes us out to be the people that we are. And, you know, I, I, I enjoyed being able to tell those stories and really dive into, you know, why is this person successful or why did they choose to do this or why did they tackle this obstacle and come out ahead when some people don't? And, you know, just the, the characters that we are and, you know, it's just a, such a fun part and a fun way to dive in and really get to know the community you live in and everything else, which I think are all things that we should do. And then fast forward a little bit, I spent about 14 years working as an advisor on a college campus with a group of sorority women. And we had about 200, 250 women come through every semester. And I really got to spend time with the core group of officers. So these are generally your high achievers. And so the, the really interesting thing was they'd spend four years, they'd get their degree, they'd walk across the stage. And if they didn't get a job offer in their field of choice, and they went to what I call a get-by job, whether it's like a barista or retail or just something that wasn't in their field that paid the bills, when they finally did interview and get the job offer from something that was in their field of study, their offers came in five to $8,000 less than mm. what people who were getting them right off the college stage with their diploma in hand. Really? Somehow or another, employers that were doing the interviewing were devaluing their education because they didn't go straight to work in that field and totally discounted the fact that they were actually working and doing something. And so after watching that a couple of years, I'm like, this is, this is not good for, you know, I'm all about boosting my girls up and trying yeah. to help them, you know, get off on the right foot as a, as a young adult and everything. And so really took that PR side of things that I do is like, okay, we're going to treat you like a brand. You are your most important brand. And, you know, I like to tell them that nobody's going to pay you what you're worth, only what they think you're worth. And the really cool thing is that we can control what people think about us mm. through developing our own brands. And so really went to work helping them to solidify, how do I use my current experience and talk about the fact that I've been working, I'm dependable, I show up on time, I can work with employees, I collaborate well, you know, all the soft skills that all the employers say that they want these days, like these, these kids were getting them and they just didn't know how to communicate it in the interview. And so we were able to do some things, turn some things around and really set some, you know, some, some good processes and pack for them so that they were able to take those and, and get the jobs that they wanted and get the, the pay that they deserved. And then as this went on, you know, with everything that's happened in the world, people have gotten older that have decided that they want to start, you know, I want to look for a different career. I want to transition. I don't like where I'm at now. Or maybe they've stalled out where they're at and they can't move any higher. Or maybe they love where they're at, but they can't seem to get their supervisor's attention. So 
how do we take that branding once we are a professional or in our career and be able to continue branding ourselves in a way that moves us up for promotion? And so that's really what I spend my time doing now. And then I've moved into corporate training, which is now, which has been really great, diving into leadership, professional development, building that culture so that we're working in teams and, and, and our attitudes and our values and all that kind of stuff are in line with what we're doing. And so it's just kind of evolved over the years. And it's like one piece has really led to the other and led to the other. And it's really solidified it and made it a great package for me. Well, what we like to do at One Shot, One Life, we always say that we're only going to bring on guests who have a proven plan, guests who actually are living what they're preaching, basically. And I had the fortune, I don't know, it's probably already been four or five, six years ago now, to come down and work and spend a day with your corporation because you are in charge of really development of all um, all the different um, areas within your major corporation, bringing those people together to communicate, start to dream and develop and say, where can we go with this? And building that com- camaraderie, which was so amazing for me to see and experience. You live this. So what you're talking about today and what you're writing in this book is something that you have implemented in a powerful way, and I have seen it firsthand. That's why you're on the show, and that's why we have you here. And on the flip side of that, you you wrote an award-winning book called um, Get Noticed, Get Hired. And in that book, talks exactly about you talking about walking people through how do I brand myself in a way when I go in and look for a job or look for a culture where I want to be, they know who I am. They know what I want. They know what, what my gifts and talents are and what I can contribute and add value to this, you know, to the, to the company or the, the corporation. And so that book is amazing. That's something that my son went through. So again, you're living this and that's why I appreciate you sharing this. So thank you for doing that. All right. Well, we, before we jump into your book, Chelly, in the next segment, coming segment, um, let's talk about the great resignation. Josh talked about it in the first segment. Um, it's not slowing down. It started during the pandemic. Uh, the last stats that I saw showing over 50 million people quit their jobs last year, majority of those people looking for something else. And also we've got inflation that are impact, that's impacting cult, uh, companies right now. As a matter of fact, here's some stats. Get this. 3M's cutting 6,000 jobs. Lyft is slicing 13% of their workforce. Uh, Deloitte is laying off over 1,200 people. David's Bridal eliminating over 9,200 jobs. Walmart's been firing over 2,000 people or more, and they're going to continue to do that. And the list goes on and on and on. Um, As a matter of fact, here in Lincoln, uh, there was a restaurant on Monday um, where the employers came to work in the morning and found out that um, they had no more job and the company had, had, um, dissolved itself. And the way they found out the sign was on the door when they got there, that was it. So here's the thing, Shelly, uh, what have you noticed about the progression of this great resignation and how it's impacting businesses, uh, and specifically their culture? Yeah. So it is still a big deal, even a couple of years into it. And, you know, you really got to back up. And, and really look at why it's such a big deal. And it's because it gave people really time to stop and think and evaluate what matters to them now. You know, you spent so much time at home with your family or you were not able to be with people or, you know, you set your own schedule. There's, there's things that people got accustomed to during the pandemic that they really want to continue. And, you know, where that plays into culture is that employees, employers really have to start listening to what matters to their employees or mm. their potential employees. And I'm not saying you have to give everything to everybody, but there's got to be some compromise in there because there's certainly, you know, a lot of it boils down to, I want to feel valued. I want to feel like I'm doing meaningful work. I want to feel like I'm making a difference in some kind of way. And that is all culture. 
because it goes back to that vision and value that the that the organization has. And, you know, with the new generation that's coming into the workforce, this Gen Z or the millennial generation that's just starting to kind of get in and cut their feet in there is it's all about the value is they want to know that their personal values are in line with the companies that they work for. So when you're talking about those kind of things, you're talking about sustainability, renewable, environmental kind of things, social issues. And, you know, they've got to know that you are interested or that you care or that you at least hear what they're saying and what matters. And, you know, that goes back directly to what you were saying on family issues is that you have to be able to communicate. You have to be able to talk through these things and you have to have a listening environment. And that's one of the key pieces to building a culture is listening to the people that are there showing up and doing the work for you. And then the other piece of that is on the hiring and retaining. If you really want to do that, which is where you see the impact and where you can have a big savings as a company, because if somebody walks out the door, you not only have to, you not only have them, you've got your staff time at that point in time, who's going to advertise the job, who's going to interview, who's going to, you know, go through that process, who's going to onboard somebody. And then you have training for three or four months to even get them up to speed to where maybe that person was before they walked out the door. So you're already six, eight months behind on that salary that you've lost because you're trying to get that person in a role and just get them back to where somebody was before they left. So if you can keep who you have and make them more productive, make your company more profitable, why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you invest in that culture? And then the time you spend investing in them, you sure hope that they don't do a great resignation after eight months of training. <laughs> that would be another that would be another kick you know, in the face there. So, Well, it's time to take a quick break. Uh, we've been talking with career brand expert and award-winning author and speaker, Shelly Phillips, about her brand new book that's released this weekend, Culture Secrets. Uh, you can buy it on Amazon.com. And when we come back, she's going to share, share her secret formula to enable you to build a culture of trust, collaboration, understanding. Plus, in the final segment, she's going to give us some freebies to check out. So make sure that you stick around for that. You are listening to America's show that will help you stop worrying and start winning one shot, one life. It's time to stop worrying and start winning. This is one shot, one life. Welcome back. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. Thank you so much for joining us on One Shot, One Life. Our guest today is career brand specialist and award-winning author, Chelly Phillips. If you missed the first segment with Chelly, I highly recommend that you check out our podcast once the show is over. Simply go to your favorite podcast platform and search One Shot, all one word, One Life, all one word, and there you'll find all of our past episodes. Well, Chelly, let's dig into your book. It's called Culture Secrets. Why did you decide to write this book? Well, you know, like we talked about a little bit earlier is that we spend so much time of our life at work. And if you've ever had a bad work experience, you know how that can carry over, not just in your work life, but into your personal life and every other aspect of things that are going on. You know, I went through my own situation where I had a horrible boss that came in and basically I was just floored that one person could make that big a difference mm -hmm. inside an organization. But when they're a CEO or when they're a leader and they, they impact everybody you know, and it changes the whole attitude and atmosphere of the office, then, you know, that just permeates down from everything. And so that was kind of my first hint that, huh, I don't even think that I knew that that was culture. <laughs> but, you know, um, as, as I've moved up in my career, and I have my own team of people to lead now, you know, it really got me started thinking and, and leaning towards as a leader, 
how can I get the most out of my people? How can I make them enjoy what they do? Because that they're going to enjoy it. They're going to be more productive. They're going to be, you know, they're going to be more creative. They're going to make me more profitable. And, you know, that's what we want as a business, uh, you know, like to be successful in all those things. And as a branding expert, I got to thinking about it. And, you know, we have our external brands, you see the logos, you see the products, all this kind of stuff. But culture is really our internal brand. It's how our employees think about it. And then that in turn becomes how our customers think about it. And then that leads to referrals and customer satisfaction. And even the mailman, when they walk in the office and bring the mail, is it someplace they want to chat and hang out? Like people can feel that culture when they come in. So it impacts how people do business with you. And so as I as I've done that and then working in my own corporate side of life where I've developed developed personal development programs and professional development programs, really studying what culture is and the impact that it can have on an organization, you you really start to see that it's something that encompasses all areas from talent attraction to engagement from employees to the happiness and relationships that people have, their satisfaction. And then, of course, the performance of things that are going on there, like, you know, how productive are they or how, you know, how attentive to detail they are. So then you have your loss prevention and and how many products are damaged and all kinds of things that play into that that actually goes into the bottom line of that organization. Now, you took in a unique approach to writing this book. You Most authors would just sit down, do the research, write the book and, and uh, get it to the publisher and, and uh, get it out. Um, but you took a really cool approach to really digging in and interviewing and exploring cultures of other companies. Let's you know talk about that, share about it, because you did some pretty cool interviews with some pretty neat people. Yeah, that was probably one of my favorite things. And I, and you know, I have to tell you, I'll have to totally fess up. I had one of those fangirl moments, in, in when I was doing this this book, um, if you're not familiar, I'll I'll totally tell you, you need to check out Gary Ridge. He's the chairman um, of WD40 Company. And he is what I consider a leadership and culture guru. Hmm. And the the man's from Australia. So he's fun to listen to anyway, because, you know, he's got that accent right. and everything is just great. I have to work on him about his football references because his football is different than my <laughs> football. But, you know, we'll get there. It's OK. Um, and when I was first building my own program, that he his culture, what he started with WD-40 is one that I really studied because they have what they call a learning culture and they embrace failure. And they have these, what they, <laughs> what they basically do is they get together every week as an organization and they share what went wrong. Mm. And there's not this spirit of, oh, you're going to be punished for it. It's you're sharing it so that someone else doesn't make the same mistake and we can all move forward faster. And I love that idea of celebrating the failure so that we can move forward from it and that other people don't have to go through the same thing to be able to do that. And they also have a listening and leadership um, culture that they have going on there. And so I was able to, when I was building my own program, study them and then had the chance to actually sit down with him and talk to him and actually interview him and hear him tell it. And he gave probably one of the best examples of culture. And if you go back to when you were in high school and you're thinking about you know, science class, biology class, and you had the Petri dish and you were you were putting stuff in the Petri dish and you watched how cells grew, whether they were viruses or whether they were bacteria, molds, any of this kind of stuff. You have to feed the culture. So what you feed culture with is what you get. Hmm. So if you're the leader of the organization and you're feeding it with these positive things and you're getting the input from your employees, you're going to grow a strong, solid culture in that organization. 
if you're feeding it, you know, anger, if you're feeling it frustration, if you're feeling stressed, all this kind of things, if you're feeding that culture that your culture is going to go the other way, or if you're making your people People feel that they're not valued or that they're not having an impact or that their work is just meaningless, that it's just something to fill time with, then that's the kind of culture that you're going to create. And so really and truly, you know, you really can have a major impact by making few small changes. And as I studied these organizations, it was really amazing that they all do some of the same things. They call them different. But to me, when I was putting it together, and that's the value formula that you see, I talk about building a value culture. If they, if you do those five things that the value culture stands for, you're going to have a strong foundation for that culture. So value is an acronym, and you spell that out in your book. This is kind of like your secret sauce here of what you've uh, compiled and what people experience. I know we're not going to be able to get through all of it. That's why people need to buy the book. Um, but let's. Uh, why don't you walk through what those five um, um, the acronym for value means, and then kind of a little bit about each one of those, and then uh, we'll. Uh, Uh, maybe dig into um, some more stuff as well. Okay. So value stands for vision, accountability, leadership, the uniqueness of your people, and the engagement that you get from having a strong culture. And, you know, and vision is all about, you know, you build your vision around your values. And that's something that you were talking about at the intro of this show, how important those core values that we have as people are, whether it's our family or whether it's work. And, core values are something that you can really sit down together, just like you did with your family. You can do that as an organization and you can come up with, okay, these are the values that we as employees and leadership inside this organization say are most important. And then what you do from there is you build that vision of why do we do what we do and why does it matter in this world? And then you start assigning behaviors. So if we do these behaviors, then we're going to mimic or we're going to build these values and then that's where the accountability piece comes because you're all on the same page you're all following the same set of values have that same vision but accountability isn't from the top down accountability starts inside the cubicle with you as a person Mm. yes your leadership has to be accountable for the whole organization but you yourself are accountable for how you show up that day how you interact with your coworkers. What kind of work ethic you're going to bring to the table, how you're going to treat the customers that call in the call center, all of that's on you. And so if we all have the same vision and we're all working toward the same values and we all feel that same accountability, it's driving us toward this strong culture because it's one cohesive thing. And then the final, you know, the other piece that's really strong in here is leadership. You can't have a strong culture without good leadership. But the thing is, leadership isn't a title. It's not necessarily the CEO. It's not the supervisor. It's not the VP. It's not the COO or the CFO. Anybody can be a leader. You can be a leader sitting in a cubicle or you can be leader in a corner office. Leader is about influence. So when you really learn how to take your influence and spread it and use it in a way that highlights those values that you're wanting everybody to follow, you know, you don't have to be sitting in some office being the decision maker to start impacting culture inside your organization. Anybody can do that. Mm. Really good stuff. You have two more points that we're uh, going to let people purchase the book for so they can find out in regards to your um, value um, uh, system, which I think is great. And it's like I said before, personally, I'm going to get this for our staff here at One Shot One Life and we'll be able to walk through this. So really excited to dig into your book. We're going to take our final break. And when we return, Chelly's going to share with us how most businesses don't have a budget to develop a healthy culture, 
But the reality is that there is a tremendous return on investment when companies do intentionally invest in their cultures. Plus, um, she's also going to give us an opportunity to grab some free stuff uh, later on this week. You are listening to One Shot, One Life. Helping you tap into the power of the ultimate success formula to win at anything in life. This is One Shot, One Life. Thank you so much for joining us today on One Shot, One Life. We absolutely love having you with us. I'm your host, Doug Fitzgerald. And if you want to stay up to date on all that's going on with One Shot, One Life, I highly recommend that you join our email community of over 10,000 people strong. Each week we send out an email, which is great. Uh, we just talk about previous shows, current shows, future shows that are coming up, and anything else that's going on at One Shot, One Life. It's absolutely free. All you have to do is go to our website, oneshotonelife.com, scroll to the bottom of the page, and join the community. As a matter of fact, we'd like to thank all of our recent, recent signups, and they're new friends. I consider them all new friends. Mike, Ooh. Barry, Sue Ellen, Michael, Aurora, and Keith, thank you so much for joining uh, our email community. And while they're there, Josh, what else can they do? They can get the song. There you go. Just download it. OneShotOneLife.com. One Shot One Life by Voda. <laughs> all right. Well, having a great conversation with award-winning author and career brand specialist, Chelly Phillips. She's been talking about her brand new book, Culture Secrets. And we started talking about the value culture concept that she has in the book. If you want to learn more about that, all you have to do is go to Amazon.com, get the book. She's launching the book this weekend with some free things that we'll talk about in just a couple of minutes. But Shelly, I've got a question for you. You have a chapter in your book, and I'm curious about, uh, it's chapter 15 that says, happy hours and ping pong tables don't build cultures. What do you mean by that? I like ping pong. Oh, so, yeah. And I, I like too, happy hour. Actually, <laughs> don't we all? <laughs> so, you know, um, that story is actually about um, Panasonic. And, you know, if it, and, and particularly the, the, the company, the part of it, if you have a car and you have a, a video monitor nav system in there, mm -hmm. touchscreen thing, they build that for any car out there. So you're probably got a Panasonic, one of those in your car, if you have one. And so um, Stephen Childs is their CHRO and um, he actually lives not too far from me. And so we actually met at a chamber of commerce event and I got started talking to him and this was his journey on culture. You know, a lot of people, when you think culture, you think, Oh, let's give them logoed shirts or, Oh, let's have a party or, Oh, let's do these things more like the engagement activities mm -hmm. that come with it. That's not really your culture. That's just something that you're doing to fill time. And, you know, Google came out with like nap rooms and beanbag chairs and all this other kind of stuff at one point in time. And, you know, that's really not about culture either. Um, you know, those are all cool things and that's great. And if you have a coffee bar in your break room, that's awesome too. But if no one likes to be at work, they're not going to be there to play the ping pong or sit in the beanbag chairs or go have the cool coffee and have conversation with their, with the people in the break room. So, you know, um, it's a fun story to read when you get to read through the book. Stephen is 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 um, straightforward. He'll tell it just like it is, which is one of the things that he and I hit it off really well. Doug, you know me, you know, I'm pretty straightforward and don't mind telling it like it is. And so um, being able to share that story was really great. And um, he went business to business, traveled around the country, meeting with um, top professionals and top organizations to become one of the top places people want to work. That was Panasonic's goal. And what it boiled down to them was being a top place people wanted to work was all about culture. And it came down to the core values and making people feel like 
they were in align with those values and that they had the same belief system and that they were accountable and that they were all heading in the same direction. Everybody knew what their role was. And so, you know, that story is great. And it's one of those things when you start talking about a lot of people, when they budget for these things, they think, oh, I'm going to give everybody shirts this year. Oh, we're going to have a company picnic. And those are all great and well and good. And you should do those things to keep your employees, you know, mingling with each other, making sure you're busting up silos by getting them interacting with people across the organization. But that in itself is not your culture. Mm. And so that's really what that chapter is all about. Well, speaking about budget, uh, you share with me earlier today that a lot of companies do not budget to develop culture. And the reality is there's a big return on investment if they do. Let's talk about that. Yeah, you know, a lot of people think culture's fluff when you talk to a lot of CEOs and things like that. Oh, that's the fluff stuff. Well, it's really not because it can really impact the bottom line of an organization. If you just, just literal impacts, if you think about your wellness program, how people feel, how many illnesses are stress-related, how many of them are anxiety-related, all these kind of things, those are impacting your health benefits that you're giving your employees. And if you can keep people from hitting those, and actually showing up and not taking, you know, personal days for mental health days or all these other kind of names that we have for our days off now. <laughs> and they're actually there doing the work and they are enjoying the relationships that they have with the people that are there. You know, that's less health care that you're going to be spending on as a as an organization. And then if they're happy and they enjoy the people that they're doing with your productivity increases. And the productivity that you get is going to be correct and it's not going to have mistakes and you're not going to have faulty, you know, items that you're putting out there. Your customer service is going to improve because your your employees actually feel that they are connected to the goal of the organization, which means you're going to have repeat customers, which means more money to you. You're also going to have referrals from those customers because everybody wants to work with people that they've had good experience with and they share that with the people that they know. So if you're selling widgets and someone needs a widget, I'm going to ask, Doug, who'd you get your widget from and did they work good? And you're going to tell me who that was. And I'm going to be like, well, I know Doug and he had a great experience with. So I'm going to go there and get my widgets too. And so, you know, all of it added together can have a real big impact on the bottom line of the organization. And that doesn't even take into consideration the money that we were talking about, about having to hire and retrain people. Right, if you're right. not keeping good, good staff there, if they're running out the door and you're having to start from scratch every six, eight months on something. Yeah. Well, you've got a lot of great information in the book. I've got the cover right here. I can't, get, can't wait to get my hands on the physical copies from me and my staff as well. Uh, you've got a big launch coming up because it, it, uh, it releases in just a couple of days over the weekend. Uh, you've got a launch. You've got fun activities. What is happening? Plus, there's freebies. That's what we want to tell people about. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so if you're listening to the show the weekend of April 29th, you can actually download a digital version of this from from Amazon for free Nice, because I think the message is so important. And like I said, if you've ever had a bad boss and a bad work experience, you want to be able to impact that in a way that's positive. And I think everybody should have the tools that they need to have a great workplace experience. So you can go online to Amazon and you can download that copy. You know, all I ask is you leave me a good review and that you send me a note and tell me how much you enjoyed it and what you put into practice. <laughs> well, I'll go for the other. I'll go for the next ask which is I would encourage people if they download the copy, also buy the book, support Shelly and everything that she's doing so she can continue getting this message out and providing great information for people. So thank you for that. What other, um, um, what other tools and resources do you offer and how can people get in touch with you? 
So I do corporate training events. If you know, like I'm, if I'm happy to come and lead workshops at your organization about how to build cultures and how to assess what culture you have right now and help you to develop steps to like retain the, the employees that you have and build on that customer engagement and employee engagement that you've got happening. Uh, I do speaking for conferences. I've got some online courses if you're looking at preparing yourself for your next career move. And of course, I do personal coaching as well for some professional development if you're ready to transition or you're wanting just to beef up your own career brand to set yourself apart. And what's your website? It's ChellyPhillips.com. I got real creative with that. That was easy. <laughs> and that's C-H-E-L-L-I-E-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S.com, correct? And that's it. And you can search her on Amazon.com for the book as well. Uh, again, thank you so much for joining us today, Chelly. Great information. Let's get the word out. Let's um, not only get the free digital down uh, download of it, but let's also purchase a copy and support Chelly in the work. So, Chelly, thank you for joining us on the show today. Thanks for having me, Doug. Always a great time talking with you. Well, if you'd like to listen to the podcast of this show or previous shows, you can find them on all podcast platforms. Simply search One Shot, All One Word, One Life, All One Word on your favorite podcast service. And you can also find more information about the show and other resources at OneShotOneLife.com. I want to thank today's guest, Shelly Phillips, and a special thanks to my producer, Josh Floyd. And until next time, take full advantage of your amazing One Life and make every single day count. Thank you for listening to the One Shot, One Life show. Visit OneShotOneLife.com to get a free download of our theme song. Join a mastermind group, purchase one of our online courses, and more. While you're there, learn how to connect with Doug on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Go there now. OneShotOneLife.com.